What's up, Overcomers? Welcome to another episode of the Overcoming You podcast. I am your host, Josh Knudy. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button. It is the best way to help out the podcast. The more subscribers we get, the higher in the rankings we go, and more people can find us, and more people can get help overcoming life's challenges, the biggest one being themselves. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit. If you haven't done so already, it's time to start taking your health serious. It's time to start having some supplements. If this COVID-19 and this pandemic has shown us anything, it's the fact that our immune system and our health is so important. Our physical health and mental health are so important. Get over to onnit.com slash OCY, save up to 10% on your order, get some vitamins, get some supplements, get some vitamin D spray, and make sure that your physical health takes a priority along with your mental health. That's onnit.com slash OCY, onnit.com slash OCY, and save up to 10%. That's O-N-N-I-T.com slash OCY. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by BetterHelp. H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. I love this company and I love their mission about what they're doing. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? Let me clue you in on something. It's the way you think. It's that little device called the brain in between your ears. And BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Therapy is so crucial being able to talk about things is so crucial to your mental health. Let me make sure you understand something. This is not a crisis line. This is not a self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. I love that mission. They want you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com O-C-Y. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. There's a special offer for only, only overcoming you podcast listeners for all the overcomers out there. And you will get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y. My guest today is Lanny Basham. Most likely, you probably haven't heard that name before, and that's neither here nor there. But when you listen to this man speak, you will understand that he has so much wisdom and has been working with so many people that it comes through in his words. He is one of the most decorated Olympians in his sport of rifle shooting, which that in and of itself is impressive. But he has taught multiple people, his son included, to achieve Olympic gold and achieve the highest level in their sport. But not only that, he's taken... The fact that he understands how the mind works, he understands how to improve the self-image, he understands how to work with the mental side of life, that he trains special forces in the armed forces on how to deal with the mental side of of combat and of life. He trains big-time PGA and LPGA Tour golf pros on how to achieve levels and win $1.6 million checks. And not only that, he teaches parents on how to start out training your kids right from when they're young children to achieve good self-image, and really take control of their mental health and their mental awareness. It was such a joy to talk to him. He's an author of an amazing book titled With Winning in Mind. He's got a what's called a mental management system, which he shares so much of it on this podcast. We are so lucky to kind of get that for free, but he has so much wisdom and he, and he shares his knowledge in spades. And I was so happy and so honored to have him on the podcast. So please welcome my guest today, Lanny Basham. <laughs> 
Lanny Basham, thank you so much for taking this time during this crazy pandemic era that we got going on to be on the Overcoming You podcast. I really do appreciate it. Sincerely, thank you. I'm happy to be here. How are you doing? Not too shabby. Um, I know I kind of asked you a little bit before we started, but how's everything going for you during this time in this kind of crazy pandemic time? Are you doing okay? Is the family okay? Everybody good? No, everybody's fine. We're uh, we're we're adjusting like everybody else is, and uh, uh, working from working out of the house. I mean, technology helps, and and so we're we're savvy to it. So it works. It, it's going it's going to be fine. Awesome. Well, I will have already put a intro and talked about your list of accomplishments, but um, just in case somebody fast forward through that and they didn't want to hear my advertisements or whatnot, you are arguably one of the best of all time rifle shooters in the history of ever. You have the third most medals, and I got to tell you a story a little bit. So for those people that don't know, rifle shooting is an Olympic sport, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your targets are 50 meters out, correct? Yeah, that's we have three distances, but the the 50 meter event is the one that I won in the Olympics. So I got to tell you a funny story. I was I used to live. I'm in Orange County, California now, but I used to live in Phoenix, Arizona, and went out, started to make some friends, and went out there to the shooting range, and I saw this thing on TV uh, where they put a deck of cards out there, ten yards out, and they use a uh, handgun and they play poker. I.e., you shoot at an ace and you get the ace, so on and so forth. Well, we did that at 10 meters out, and you shoot at 50 meters out, and the person that won the poker game between four of us got a high card of a nine. So that's how terrible the average shot we are compared to you. So I have uh, extreme admiration for your skill level in that. It was uh, really, really humbling, and needless to, needless to say, none of us are John Wick. <laughs> There's a whole list of reasons why I wanted to talk to you. One of the things is I heard this quote before that until I started to research you, until I read your awesome book um, with Winning in Mind, then I started to look a little bit more into you, is that I heard this quote that says, show me a great man who's the son of a great man. And I had always thought that had been true. However, not only are you extremely decorated, your son's extremely decorated, but then through your mental management system that you created, You've helped other people achieve Olympic gold. You've helped multiple top-level PGA Tour golfers. You have trained special ops people. So the fact that you can do is one thing, but the fact that you can teach is another. You know, the example, another example that I think about is Michael Jordan's son is nowhere near as good as Michael Jordan is, not even in the same ballpark. So I'm super excited to talk to you because you've been able to teach people through your mental management system and through your knowledge on how to achieve those upper levels. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you about that. You talk about a lot in your book about visualization. To most of us that are not going to be in the Olympics and aren't don't have a sport as a vocation, how can we use visualization? To I want to kind of go through two parts. One, how can we use it in our day-to-day life? And then two, how do you physically actually tactical steps on how to do that? Can you kind of walk us through some of those? The, maybe we should start with the reason you do it. Uh, the, the, the purpose of rehearsal, I use the term rehearsal more than visualization. It's the same thing, though. It's just that, that uh, the definition of it is that you're, you're picturing something uh, mentally without actually having to do it. Uh, so every time you, that you think about something, uh, you, it creates an imprint in your self-image. And you tend to become 
the sum total of all the imprints that you have. So if if you're worrying about something, I mean that's 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 a form of visualization. I got I'm worried I'm going to get the COVID. You know, well, you're you're, you're actually improving the probability you're probably going to get it if you're worrying about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're worrying about uh, having a bad grade in a test, or if you're worried about a, a business deal going wrong, you're actually improving the probability that it's like you to do something that will act, maybe improve the probability that that will happen. So, well, what's the opposite of that? Well, the opposite is to picturing what you want to have happen. And, and you're actually improving the probability that it will happen. What kind of attitude do you have when you picture something, when you think about something, when you, when you rehearse it in your mind? And, and if, you're, if you're thinking that you're about what you want to have happen, your self-image grows. And every time you picture a, um, a solution to a problem, the self-image increases. So and it, what people really don't know and what – really turned me on when I started interviewing Olympic gold medalists to get my basis for mental management was that um, that every time you think about, talk about, or write about something, you improve the probability that you'll become that person. You know, whatever you think a thing to be, that's what it becomes. So, you know, you you should, if you think about your job, that my job is going to get, I'm going to enjoy my job, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a promotion, you're improving the probability that you're going to that, that those things are going to happen. Uh, you tend to to become whatever you picture, and that that's really what this is all about. I know this may be a bad example considering the amount of current unemployment, but let's say I'm sitting there at my job and I want to get promoted. So when I do the visualization or when I do the rehearsal, what would you recommend that I think about or that I visualize about? Do I just visualize getting the promotion and being happy, or how do I go through that? How do I get to that step? Well, the first thing is I would start talking to people that got promoted. Okay. I would, I would, start, I would start thinking about, I would start having a, a mental attitude that that uh, uh, I'm going to get promoted. Now, what do I have to do to make it to, to get promoted? What are the things that promotable people do? Uh, do I know anybody that got promoted? Let's go talk to them. I actually had had a couple of clients one time years ago that were both working in the same 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 company and uh, and I, and one of one of them was my client. The other one was a friend of my client. And uh, both of them, uh, I guess there was the boss of both of them. They were both doing the same thing. And the boss came in and told them that they had, had fired another guy in their office that also did the same thing. Okay, so so my client went home and he was talking about to to his wife about the fact that uh, uh, that this guy got got got, got fired. And so they started talking about 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 it, and then he says, "Wait a minute, wait, wait. Yeah, he one guy got fired, but another guy you know, that's doing the same thing got promoted out of out of this into a better job." And so he was thinking and talking to his family about the guy that got promoted and his friend when he got talking to him at the next work. He didn't, he lost sleep that night thinking that he was going to be next. And so it was it was a a situation where one of them was was focusing on what they wanted to see happen. The other one was focusing on what they were afraid might happen. Well, guess what? My, my, my client got promoted and the other guy got fired. So is, was that the only reason why this happened? No, but it certainly didn't uh, hurt that, uh, sure. you know, your attitude about something, how you respond to what happens to you in life is a lot more important than people think. 
So what you find in that the top five percenters that do 95% of the winning are tremendously optimistic people. And you've got to ask your question, well, why did they do 95% of the winning? It's because of the way they think. And so they, 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 when they make a mistake, they, they, they tend to learn from it. They say, okay, that's a lesson. I'll learn from that. If you're, if you're at the bottom of the leaderboard, you make a mistake, you tend to beat yourself up. There's a big difference between those two ways to think. Take a course sometimes on how to think. What's the right way to think? And uh, most people don't do that. You think that's a learned skill? Because if 95% of us are apt to go to a negative thought or go to being pessimistic, how do we get out of that? Because I can tell you, you know, when I do a podcast or if I do a talk or something, I flub a word. Sometimes I think of it, oh, okay, that's a good learning, or I need to use this opener instead of that opener, this closer instead of that closer, what have you. But then sometimes I'll be very honest, you know, on the drive home or something, I'll be like, you are so dumb. Nobody heard you. You didn't affect anybody. You didn't help anybody. And you have this like negative loop, but I don't know how to get out of that. So do you think that's something to be learned? And if so, how do you, how do you learn that? How do you make that be a skill? Well, you do. it's like any other skill. You, you, you find somebody that has a solution and, you, and, and, you, and you, you adopt it. You make a decision that I'm going to do that. My suggestion to you that, in, that it's, it's normal for people. First, first of all, why is this happening? It's happening because of culture. Our culture is, is terribly negative. I mean, the, yeah. the, news, the newscast is, is, is all about what went wrong in America yesterday. So, so and people are tend to copy what they see other people do and what, what other people do. They beat themselves up. They, they talk about what went wrong. And, and, and sport, it's, it's, it's pandemic in sport. Uh, you know, the, you talk any golfer that walks off, you go to any golf course in, in the world and ask these guys, uh, um, how, how did you do? And they tend to talk about the shots they missed, not the shots they hit. Mm. And so this is uh, kind of a culture thing that you have to fight against. Now, that doesn't mean you have to always uh, always adopt uh, what everybody else does. As far as how do you learn how to do it, well, uh, I was amazed uh, when I first started looking, looking at information, there was almost nobody to teach it. And so what I did is, is I started interviewing Olympic gold medalists to, for, to find out what they knew about the medal game. And I picked up some stuff and I put together a system and used it to win the Olympics and used it to, to start a business. And, and uh, so when you study this, you, you, you tend to come up with solutions. So let me solve your problem for you. Having, it's not a mistake to have a, a negative thought. Mm. It's a mistake not to respond appropriately to it. What, what, if you react to something, it takes no mental skills for you to react to a negative thought. Uh, you know, everybody reacting is like this: is that if 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 I if a, if this is something that happens good for me, I'm happy about it. If it's something that happens bad for me, I'm I'm terrible. I'm I'm, I'm beating myself up about it. I'm angry or disappointed. Well, what you really need to do is to say, hmm, let's look at this for what it really is. And what the top people do is they look at, a, at an issue, like they have a negative thought come through, and they say, hmm, is that, that's a lesson. How can I learn from that? What, what do I need to do to respond to it, not react to it? So two things. First of all, 
see if, if is it possible for you to learn something there? And then if, if so, make a correction. Think about the correction. Your self-image grows. Every time you think about the solution to a problem, your self-image increases. Every time you think about the problem itself, self-image, self-image shrinks. So what the top people do is they think they're, they're constantly thinking about solutions, not problems. Yeah. Then uh, the, the next thing is answer any negative with a positive. What, what, what's the opposite of that? Okay, so I, I made him, uh, I, I flubbed, a, I flubbed a, a, a question or I flubbed, I said something wrong in a podcast. Okay, what, what's the opposite of that? Well, uh, why don't you picture all the times that you've actually said something really cool? Mm. It's mm. actually helped people. Yeah. And now that, that's what imprints in your self-image, not, not the, 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 the negative. And you get yourself out of that mood real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I just had um, two-time Olympic beach volleyball player on April Ross, and she's really big into visualization. And she was going through, I wanted to see if you adhere to the same kind of tactical steps, and not to belabor this point, but she, when her and her team or her and her coach sits down, they try to go through all five senses of the game from the walkout, what's it feel like when you're walking out, what's the sand like, what's the grass like, whatever have you. You know, all the uh, hear, touch, smell, see, everything like that. Is that something that you teach as well to help with that visualization or that rehearsal? Let's take a, a, if you take a look at sport, sport is divided into two groups. You either have a proactive element or a reactive element. Uh, Some sports are 100% proactive, like golf, archery, rifle shooting is 100% proactive. In other words, that you're, you're repeating a, 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 a mental and a, a technical process over and over and over and over. Golf shot, uh, putt, it's, it's repetitive. And because it's repetitive, you can determine the optimum thing to think about before, during, and after a, a task, like, like hitting a golf shot. So that's, that's a proactive element. Uh, some sports are both proactive and reactive. Uh, basketball, for example, is both proactive and reactive. Shooting a free throw is proactive. Well, when the ball's in play, it's reactive. Volleyball, same thing. When you're when you're serving, it's a proactive element. You can you can program the thoughts that best improve the probability you're going to have the serve you want. But once the ball's in play, uh, you, you you can't program a thought Mm -hmm. you're going to have to respond to whatever happens and so we train proactive elements differently than than reactive elements rehearsal happens a lot of ways for 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 athletes like i teach my my golfers to rehearse um you can use visualization if you want rehearse the um two things before they actually even get to the golf course the morning of a tournament or the morning for a practice session the first thing is I want you to rehearse how you want to feel. Mm. What kind of attitude do you want to have? Today? I, want you, I want to feel comfortable, calm, in, in, in control, powerful, uh, happy, contented. Uh, I'm going to trust my training. I'm, I'm going to rehearse how I want to feel. Um, I did a little rehearsal before we even got on this podcast. I mean, how do I, how, how, how would I want to listen to, to somebody that has what I have to say? Yeah. And so uh, you rehearse that. That's the start. And then every element that's proactive, there's, there's steps that, that use rehearsal in all of, uh, all of these things. There, there's an optimum thing to think about before you hit the shot. There's an optimum thing for you to think about after you hit the shot. So the, the, 
you're going to rehearse those steps before you actually do it. And there's tons of rehearsal, uh, tons of, of uh, information out there that says that if you rehearse a proactive element before you actually do it, you improve the probability you'll be more consistent with it. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I haven't heard that before. Rehearse how you want to feel. That's really, really good. I want to go into the self-image, but before I had just a side note that I wanted to ask you before I forget. You said it before, and I never thought about it until I heard you say it, is that rifle shooting is one of the few sports in the Olympics where you try to make the body stop. Did you, when you were going through that, did you have um, ways, is it just through breathing to kind of get that heart rate down or kind of slow your mind and all that type of stuff? How did you do that, or how did you learn how to do that during that? Because I think that's really something that I think a lot of us in today's society could learn how to do because if we're so go, 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 go. But if we could learn how to just slow ourselves down to almost a near stop. So how did you do that during that time? Well, we run a mental program. Uh, my, my method that I used and that I teach uh, tries to, to get the conscious mind out of the way so that we can execute the shot subconsciously. Now, in rifle shooting, where you're right, it's one of the few sports where you're trying to make the body stop. The, the target, the 10 ring is the size of an eraser on a pencil 50 meters away. Uh, the angle of error at the barrel, uh, you know, when you're looking through the sights, I mean, we use iron sights, we can't use telescopes. When you look through the sights, you're, you're trying to line up that black bullseye out there inside uh, a, a ring front side. And if you're off very much with that, that alignment, because your body is moving, uh, you're not going to hit the 10 ring. And, uh, assume, and you've got other things to worry about. The wind is a big problem for us, so we have to, to, to adjust for the wind uh, all the time. But the, uh, if, you're, if your body is moving and you're shaking, and your heart rate's going, you, 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 if, if you shoot when the pulse beats, there's enough movement in the body. Even Let's say you could be totally still. Mm-hmm. But all you see is you see a little bit of a jump in your, in your sights every time your heart rate heart beats. Um, doesn't happen to, so much in standing, but it happens in kneeling and prone. They're the, the three, event, th- three stages of our competition. And so if you shoot on that pulse beat, it's going to kick you out of the 10 ring. Mm. So you have to shoot in between pulse speeds. So, so there's various ways that you can uh, reduce the, the pulse speed. One, one of the ways is to, is to we, we would jog three, some of us would jog three or four miles a day to get our resting heart rate down to close to 60 beats per minute. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to go up when you go into, go into tournaments. Yeah. And even with a, in, a, in a tournament, it's for normal for adrenaline to kick your heart rate up. And if, you, if you're going to the Olympics, I guarantee you, brother, your heart rate's going to be yeah. it's gonna maxed out when you, go, when you go to the Olympics, even if you're an Olympic rifle shooter. So you have to have other ways to be able to bring it down. And what we teach is a, is a method called running a mental program where you can actually – Cause your your the movement to 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 drop by how you think and the way you think. Uh, there's a there's a process that we go through that we train we train for and, and practice. So when we get in tournaments, uh, we're we're 
being able to minimize the amount of movement. And one of the ways to do that is to simplify the things that you're thinking about. So we only talk about the things that we can control. I can't control what other people are doing. I can't mm-hmm. control uh, the leaderboard. I can't control outcome. So what we try to tell, tell people is, what, what can you control? Well, I can control execution. I control what I think about. I can control uh, am I, what's, what's my attitude about what I'm doing. Do I, am I trusting what I'm doing or am I trying to do something too much? If you're over trying, you're overthinking, that's a big problem. Uh, for athletes. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. have methods to be able to, to do that. When I work with tour players, and this is going to sound crazy, but one of the major reasons why a really skilled tour player doesn't play well is because he's he's trying to win. He's tr- he's trying to make this shot. Well, the top 5% of the do 95% of the winning aren't doing that. They're mm-hmm. not trying to make the shot. They're trusting that they'll make it. And what's the difference is that one of them is over trying and the other one is trusting that this will happen. Yeah. So when you, when you trust that you trust your training, uh, the, the 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 performance level improves and the stress level drops down, and you can actually get to the point where you can actually shoot in between pulse beats in the Olympic Games. Hey, Overcomers, I wanted to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors, and it's a sponsor that I highly, highly recommend, and that's BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? As a friend, let me tell you, it's that person standing in the mirror. It's that thing in between your ears. It's how you deal with the mental side of life. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not a crisis line. This is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor at any time of the day. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you will never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors at any time if needed. It's very important that you get the right counselor for you. And it's even more affordable than some traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. I love that. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. And there is an exclusive offer for overcomers only. For listeners of the Overcoming You podcast only, you will get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y. Betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y. Now let's get back to the podcast. Let me ask you if I if I have this uh, correct. I never thought about it until right now. So I play golf a little bit. I'm really really bad. Left's a hook, right's a slice, straight's a miracle for me. You know, I the other stupid joke I always say is I, I have become a scratch golfer. I hit the ball and scratch my head and go, where the hell did that ball go? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm literally only out there maybe two three times a year. 
and I'm just out there to hang out with my buddies, you know, with the fellas and all that type of stuff. But every so often when I'm not thinking about it and I go and I just hit the ball, it'll go just perfect and just go straight. But I didn't think about it. I was making some stupid joke with my buddy or just finished a beer or whatever. And would you say that that's where I'm accessing the subconscious mind versus when I sit up there and I try to think, okay, place my feet, do that. Okay, do my hips, trying to think it through versus when I'm not thinking about it at all and it goes straight. Is that kind of my subconscious mind taking over and hitting that ball correctly? Do I have that right? Yes, and more maybe a, a more accurate way to say that. Is you're, but you're really on the right track. But what a more accurate way to say that is that the conscious mind is is trying to do too much, mm. and mm. Uh, and and so when when we, if what you did by 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 talking to somebody else or or to not thinking about it, you just got up and hit the shot. Yeah. Is that you took your yeah. conscious mind away from being a conflict. To, to 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 causing a a problem for the subconscious mind, you know your subconscious knows how to do an awful lot of things if we just let them uh, let it do it, yeah. and uh, you you have a certain amount of subconscious skill. You know how I don't care how much you played, you have a certain amount of, of subconscious skill. If you did everything exactly the same mentally, some of the shots are going to go down down the middle, some of the shots aren't, and there you have a certain percentage of 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 of, of times that it's going to be a good shot and times it's not that's called skill yeah all right yeah. so but you can make that worse by by thinking too much by by trying to manipulate the shot you're trying to make the shot instead of trusting that whatever my skill is i'm going to trust that now there are some things that we can do to improve the probability that are ways to, to take the conscious mind out of out of play one of them is going to, this is going to sound crazy, but I have clients that um, that compete and do not try to win the tournament. Interesting. They Interesting. don't try to make a turn, make a shot. And when I stopped trying to win, I was having trouble winning. And when I stopped trying to win, I started winning. And I thought, why? Why, why? why is that? Why, why is that? Yeah. Well, it's because yeah. outcome is always a variable. Winning is always a variable. You can't always control winning. You can't control outcome. So what you have to do is develop a good mental process that improves the probability that you're going to have a good shot, make a good shot. And you think about that. And you don't think about where the ball goes. I tell my tour players, I don't want you to think. Of, I don't want you to worry about the, where the ball goes. I want you to worry about how to get it there. I want you to worry about the process, and uh, that'll keep you from over trying. And so, what is what is your mental process? Defining the optimum things to think about before shot, and that's what you think about in tournaments. I actually had a PJ Tour player one time that that uh, that, that won a PJ Tour event. He, he 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 hit he he hit his last putt and he he was not aware of exactly where he was. He knew he was he was in good shape. He knew he was one of the top guys. I mean, it's hard not to know in golf, okay. but but he got up to to the last hole and he ran his mental process. He was doing it just just the way we had we had trained and he he made his last putt. He had not thought anything that that putt was going to win the tournament. He he so he held the putt. He goes over and pulls the ball out. And wasn't aware 
until his wife runs on the field, because mm-hmm. that'll happen to you when you win $1.6 million. Sure. Wives tend to show up. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, but, but he won that tournament uh, without uh, actually being thinking about winning. He, he was, and he played better uh, just by thinking about process. And so, yes, there's, there, there are things when you're, when you're taught, taught what to do, you can do it. Yeah. I think you said something very valuable. You said a lot of things, but some real tactical things that I took away for us right now during this COVID-19, during this pandemic is for me, when I go to, when I go to bed, I want to rehearse and think about how I want to feel tomorrow. I've done this a few times during this pandemic era is that, and I'll be honest or be transparent is that one day is just really down. And I can only imagine that I wasn't very fun to be around. And I felt bad about that with my wife. I didn't, I was grumpy. I was short. You know, I just was having a bad day. And so I went to bed and I didn't realize I was doing what you teach, which is I was like, okay, when tomorrow, when I wake up, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do some jumping jacks. I'm going to kind of dance a little funny, dance a little crazy and kind of start singing right out, out the gate. And I did that. And what I understand now through your teaching is that I was rehearsing how I wanted to feel. And lo and behold, that whole day, I had the best time. I was doing stupid little dances. I was, um, you know, having fun with the misses, and it was a it was an exponentially different. And nothing else happened. Nothing else was different from that day to the previous day, or from yesterday to to today. It was just how I thought. And the other thing is, in that I took away, and that I did during that time. But you said it very well. Is that I didn't worry about what I couldn't control. I wasn't worried about any sort of social media or clients or work or anything. I was just being in the moment. I couldn't control it. All I could do was plan out my day, have my emotions be in a spot that I wanted them to be, which was upbeat, happy, funny. To everybody listening, I think if you just either right now or when you go to bed, rehearse how you want to feel tomorrow and then only control what you can control. And I think that'll help us a lot during this pandemic time. So I love the fact that you said that and it reiterated that to my brain. So I really, really like that. Moving on, this next portion or this next thing I want to talk to, you talk really, really eloquently and, and really have some amazing diagrams for my picture brain. It worked really, really well. You talk about the conscious, the subconscious, and the self-image. I talked to you a little bit before we started recording. I really feel like there's an epidemic going on in low self-image in our society, or at least in, in the United States. You know, and the data is, um, supports that with depression, anxiety, suicide rates going up and up and up. You know, you have our younger generations group that has tripled, literally threefold in suicide attempts and depression. Our little girls ages 11 to 16. And I think it all stems from our self-image. So I wanted to ask you, how do we improve our self-image on a day-to-day basis? How do we make that better so we don't feel so bad sometimes? Well, feeling bad is a choice. Uh, you can um, you, you can choose to think about uh, what you like about your life and you can choose to think about what you don't like about it and uh, those thoughts have consequences so the your self-image uh, imprints and that the one one of the most important things that I learned uh, by by studying winners and achievers that really helped me to win my my titles was this idea of imprinting 
what I found out is your self-image, the size of your self-image, we tend to talk about self-image as a circle. The bigger the circle, the better it does for you. And so how does the, how does the self-image grow and shrink? I mean, if it shrinks too, too I mean, the, the, the epitome of, of, a, of, a, of a poor self-image is when you get, you get, you get so depressed and you think that, the, that there's no hope. Mm-hmm. And 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 now you go to to something maybe by hurting yourself or hurting somebody else. Yep. So 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 the, the 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 what's the opposite of that? Well, the opposite of that is when your self image is really big and you and you think, gosh, this is a really, I've got a great life. I mean, I and you start thinking about all the things that are going for you instead of all the things that are not. And uh, you know, if you if you want if you really want to to see where you really are, you know, you're blessed in so many ways. In your in your life, and uh, uh, one one of the best ways in the world to, to, to see just how good you got it is uh, go go spend a, a day as a volunteer in a pediatric cancer ward. Mm, yeah. You'll see people that have problems. You don't have problems, man. They have problems. My first job when I went went on the military was I worked on the burn burn ward at, at uh, Brook Army Medical Center where they were taking the Vietnam vets, mm. Vietnam mm. To, the guys they got. They got uh, white phosphorus burns, uh, and the ones that are that were critical, the the worst ones were were in in this burn ward, and so I, I took a look at some of these guys and, and what they had to deal with, and and I thought Man, I don't have any problems, and so this is uh, you know it, it's a it's a relative situation as to how you want to look at it, but to 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 make it work for for just an average person. Is that that imprinting works this way? Every time you actually do something, it creates an imprint in your self-image. So if if I do something good, what imprints in my self-image is like me to do something good. If I'm a, if I make a free throw, it's like me to make a free throw. If I miss a free throw, it's like me to miss a free throw. So what actually happens is an imprint. We're also imprinted by the people we're around and the conversations that we have and the, and and the things that we're caused to picture by by our environment. One of the pro- biggest problems we have is that uh, people. It's so easy for for someone to be to be offended today, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. You, you you've got you've got a a, a mobile offended offensive device mm-hmm. called a phone. That yeah. you 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 pull up your social media and uh, uh, people can can be very very brutal on social media, and and you can. You, what are you typing? What are you saying? So what you think about, what you talk about, what you write about are imprints. All of the things that you think about shapes your self-image. So you think about, if you every time you think about something happening, you improve the probability that will happen. So you ought to control what you think about, what you write about. And, and writing is a huge, huge uh, self-image uh, tool. Like if you want to really be happy, how about do this? At the end of each day, keep a journal, keep a performance journal, and only write down in that journal the things you learned today and the things that you did right. And you'll, you'll get, you, all you have to do is do this for about a week, and I write down all the things that I like about my life, all the things that I did right, all the things that I learned, and you get in the habit of doing that, and you write it down, that's a huge imprint, and pretty pretty soon you're a happy, well-adjusted person. Yeah. Okay. If you do the opposite of that, you're going to... You're going to get your your life is not going to be happy. It's yeah. not going to be well adjusted. You're going to be frustrated. So it's it's a decision to take control and to not let the environment control you. Yeah, and I think it's 
Good to say. So the physical act of writing something down has much better positive impact on the mental psyche. But if you are a um, younger generation, 25 and under, and you don't want to write it down, at least text something to yourself at the end of the day. So at least you're doing something if you don't want to do the act of writing. Because I know some of the younger generations like, I only want to write stuff on my phone. So I think that's really good. That kind like, of leads. There's another thing that they can do. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you, you just uh, please, you think please. think think people don't like to write. No, they don't like to write things that uh, that they don't that they, they don't like. But they do an awful lot of texting. But you can do this. You've got a voice memo on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit the voice memo and give give, your, give yourself a little little voice mm-hmm. memo and just just say, look, this is what happened to me today. We have uh, when I work with parents. Uh, we work with a lot of parents because parents are the most important mental coach a kid will ever have. Yes. And uh, I wrote a book recently uh, called Parenting Champions that that helps parents to know how to interact with their kids to build self-image. And one of the things that, that I recommend to the parents is, is, is to – one of the worst things a parent can say to their kids when they come home from a game is, how did you do? Because that's an open-ended question, and we live in a negatively charged world. What's the probability they're going to talk about what went wrong first? It's almost guaranteed. Well, that's the wrong question to ask. A better question to ask is, what did you do right? So I, I have these three magic questions that I, that I tell the, the, my parents to use. And, and, and it's the same three questions that I, I, I use when I talk to my players, the players that are, that are paying me to help them. As I start out with this one, I says, let's – Let's talk about what you did. What you did well today. What what went right? And then the second question is, what did you learn? And now it, it's okay to talk about a a mistake that you learned something from. So what did you learn? And the third question is, what are you going to do about it? Is this going to build you or break you? I mean, it's that's the real critical decision. Is are you going to are you going to come out of this uh, stronger? Uh, better, more well-informed, uh, you know, with more confidence. You know, it's it's a cho- it's a choice, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and so that's those three questions really uh, are, are something that even anybody could do. Even on a voice memo, they could say because I have my tour players do a voice memo every 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 after every tournament. Is they they write they they say. Uh, well, here's the ABC tournament round one. Uh, what I did well today was, and then about a minute, and then what I learned today was, and what I, I'm going to do about it is. Yeah. And yeah. the quickest way to turn a person around that's a little depressed about the way they're playing is go back and 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 listen to the time when they were really nailing it, when they were playing great. Hear what they say about themselves then. Yeah. That'll, yeah. Bre- that'll break a slump quicker than anything. Yeah, I love talking about about parenting. However, I do feel a little outside of my wheelhouse because I don't have any kids yet. And my wife and I have decided not to have kids. But I do know how to overcome a poor self-image only because I did it for myself. Because I was in those depths of despair. I did almost try to do something to myself. So I know how to get out of that. But one thing that I tell all my friends, and it sounds like you said said the exact same thing that I've been saying just another way. So thank you. So now I can play this back for them and say, see, I was right. But all the parents you need to, in my opinion, you need to 
let everybody let the children know that you are proud of them. Yes, 100 percent. They need to know that. But what you're saying is make sure that they're proud of themselves. What did you do right? What did you learn? So they're looking inward and not always projecting outward. So they have a good self-image of like, hey, this is what I did right. I hit a home run today or I had three kills today or, you know, this is what I did right. And so they're telling you what they did right. And that's imprinting on their self-image and increasing that self-image circle so that they have a better self-image so they don't ever go down that road. Because I can tell you so many times, and I have a lot of friends and been doing this podcast enough to talk to people, is that they had fantastic upbringings, amazing parents. You know, I live in Newport Beach here, some of the wealthiest people with all the advantages, and they have loving parents. You know, you did good, you did well, you did good, you did well, but they have a real poor self-image. And I think it's because they've never looked into themselves and never had to really focus on, hey, what did I do well? What do I like about myself? How did I do that good? How did I, you know, come out of that? And so I love the fact that you're doing both. You're giving the love and kindness, but you're having the, the children look into themselves and then project out what they did well. So I just love that. I love it. If you look at uh, self-image, self-image needs two nutrients to grow. You make a really good point here. It needs two nutrients. I mean, it's like a recipe. You know, if you're, if you're trying to, to, to make pizza without tomato sauce, you're probably in trouble, or without cheese, you're in trouble. So, so the two ingredients that, um, that self-image needs to grow is it needs confirmation from others. Other people need to tell you, good job. And then it needs confirmation from self. Mm-hmm. You need to tell yourself, good job. So you can get all of the, uh, of the accolades in the world from other people, and if you deny yourself from the, the, the confirmation from you, if you don't um, ever, ever do, ever, you're never good enough for you. Uh, you're going to be, you're going to be miserable and frustrated throughout your your life. And I, I hear people sometimes say, "Well, I'm a perfectionist. I, you know, I'm just real hard on myself." And I'm saying, "Well, you're you're going to be miserable." I understand what you're saying. You 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 don't like it when you make a mistake, and you get angry at yourself when you make a mistake. But that's the wrong response. The response needs to be needs to get, you need to give yourself credit when you do something right, and that kind of balances out uh, sometimes when you 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 know when you perform poorly. I don't expect a person that performs bad to, to be happy about it. I'm saying that you learn from it. Yeah. And make a decision, make a conscious decision that I am going to praise myself when I do things right. And, and, and be careful not to, not to be narcissistic <laughs> about it or brag, brag too much about other people, uh, you know, when you're with other people. But, but um, if, you, if you cannot be, be at peace with you, you'll never be at peace at all. Yeah. Yeah, I say all the time, it is not okay for you to be your harshest critic and not your biggest cheerleader. You got it. If you're going to do one, you got to do the other. You can't have one or the other. So I love that. Lenny, I know we're kind of cruising up on time. I just have two last questions for you, but before we do that, can you let everybody know where can they find you and what do you got going on? Yeah, uh, you can, you can find us at, uh, at mentalmanagement.com as our corporate site and mentalmanagementstore.com is where all the goodies are that, uh, my book with winning in mind and my, my book parenting champions and all of our audios and all, all of the things that we're, we're, we're doing. We're starting to do more online stuff. Like, uh, we've got a brand new, um, uh, four series, uh, webinar 
that's uh, that's de- debuting this uh, this month. Drop us an email at uh, at info at mentalmanagement.com. We'll give you all the details about this this for actually it's probably the best value we've ever offered. It's like it's like two hundred bucks for for four. Uh, a 90-minute uh, webinars, one right after the other, and and uh, so you're going to get a big dose of of mental management for a low price. So give us a call and then uh, or at our company or or just send us a drop us an email, info at mentalmanagement.com. Cool, and I'll have all that in the show notes. And I just wanted to re- reiterate it. No disrespect to anybody else out there. There's a lot of of professional, you know, Navy SEALs and, and Olympic level athletes that after their their Olympics or their Navy SEAL is done, they go into coaching and it's all good and they have some phenomenal information. But like I said in the beginning, it's one thing to be a elite Olympic athlete like you, but it's another thing to train elite level athletes like you've done and get them to the uh, to the gold and to the 1.6 million dollar checks and to all that type of stuff so that in and of itself is really impressive because mm-hmm. not everybody can do that everyone can teach what they did but like i said michael jordan was one of the is one of the worst coaches you know but he's one of the best players and his kid is not as good as he is and no disrespect i love him he's a one of my heroes but i love the fact that not only did you do but you also coach and get results out of that so it's a you have a much better or clearly delineated uh, competitive advantage, in my opinion. So I think that's really, really cool. So kind of cruising into the last, I just have two last questions. The first question may just be reiterating some of the things we talked about, and that's okay. But during this pandemic time, during these times of uncertainty, what's one thing from a mental standpoint that we should be doing on a daily basis? And what's one thing that maybe we should not be doing to kind of get through this whole thing? Well, the one thing that we should be doing is we should be looking at the advantages that this um, lockdown has uh, that's been forced on us. What are the advantages to this? I mean, I've had more conversations with people uh, during this time because they're too busy to talk in, a, in any other time. I and mean, reaching out to family, uh, you know, how many people have learned how to use technology that they didn't know how to do it before? I mean, you know, Zoom stock has got to be out of sight. I mean, you know, everybody's <laughs> yeah. using Skype or Zoom or something. And you're talking for the first time in life. Your 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 world stops for a while. Well, some of us needed for it to stop for a little bit to to be able to look at the things that are really really important to you. Relationships are important. How you working on you? You're so busy working on your job or working on your sport or whatever it is you're, that you that you that you don't stop and work on you mm-hmm. and think about what th- things that are really really important. Uh, and thing it goes second thing it goes along with that is that you should be planning right now for how you're going to bust out of this when things are when you're allowed to go back to work when you're allowed to work in your sport when you're allowed to keep again to compete again because your competition are probably sitting on their hands watching a lot of television what what if you weren't doing that what if you were training your mind what if you were what if you were planning ahead where you were getting ready so that when you were allowed to go to the gym or allowed to go to the to, to the course or whatever it is that you do that you will be uh, in better shape than you were before you you went. Having the attitude that this is not a problem, mm-hmm. this is an opportunity, is a big, big advantage right now for 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 people. Yeah. The second thing is, 
you'll ask, oh, what what shouldn't we shouldn't we be doing? Well, I I shouldn't I I don't think that you should take this as being uh, a, a time for you to be isolated when you don't have to be isolated. You you can reach out and talk to people that you haven't talked to in a while, uh, renew some friendships, renew some uh, some family uh, time. Uh, you know, it's amazing to me how many conversations we've had in our family that we didn't have before. So, take advantage of 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 this of this time. Maybe you don't. Maybe you can't go to work, uh, but uh, you will be able to. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, I think we're kind of on the backside of of the start of of a of a um, of a. A, a really good period after we get 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 out of here, yep. and uh, so some of us old guys like me, we <laughs> may we may be in the house a little bit longer than the young guys, but uh, <laughs> we'll make it. Yeah, um, you know it's always interesting. We always forget, but the Renaissance period came after the Black Plague, so there's some good that's going to come after it, no matter what. And then, good example. I love that example. And then just the last question, this is just a personal question for you, but how do you personally, Lanny, build your self-worth? Well, I'm fortunate. I am so fortunate. I've got, I married the right woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been married almost 54 years. Uh, So uh, I I get up every day trying to make her, her life as good as I possibly can make it. A lot of people that don't realize how much People who achieve things didn't do it by themselves, that they did it with their spouses, with their parents sacrificed, their spouses sacrificed, other friends sacrificed, coaches sacrificed for them. And uh, so so for me, it's, it's, it's really three things. The first thing is I spent a lot of time thinking about God and, and, and the relationship that I have with him and uh, uh, looking forward to heaven. Uh, I That builds me up. Uh, I, I'm. We're so blessed. Family is great, and and uh, and I've got a vocation that it's not work. It's not work. I, people ask me, say, "Well, what are you going to do when you retire?" I have to retire. <laughs> what? Uh, what's That's that? Retirement's when it means that I can't get. I can't do what I'm doing now. I mean, I just hope I'm able to continue to do what I'm doing because I love to do it. And uh, so, I mean, that's that's just. That's, yeah. that's basically it. Yeah, there was a study that came out of MIT. The gal's name's mistaken me right now, but she's a neuroscientist and a behavioral scientist, and she said the best quote-unquote product that comes out of somebody, whether it be music or whatnot, is when you have caring and creativity cross. And I think in your mental management system, I think that's why you've had the results that you have because you have a level of caring for the individual, but you're also a very creative in the way that you do it in very simplistic ways. So dumb people like me can understand it really easily. So I think that's why, um, you know, you don't have a job, you have, you know, a, a lifestyle. So I just love the fact that you care so much and that you have creativity and that you're able to come on the Overcoming You podcast and you're helping tons and tons of people overcome their mental battles, which is one of the major missions of this podcast. So thank you very much for coming on. I really sincerely appreciate your time. I know you're very busy and I just really appreciate it. All right, everybody. Remember, be kind to yourself. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Lanny Basham. Like I said in the beginning, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button. I want to thank again my sponsors, onit.com slash OCY. Save up to 10% on your order and betterhelp.com slash OCY. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash OCY. And for overcomer listeners only, you will save 10% off your first month. And remember, everybody, be kind to yourself.